E plus R equals O. And here's what this formula, here's what these letters stand for. E stands for event. R stands for response, which is your response, equals O, which stands for outcome. Now, unfortunately, most people walk around, live with a formula in their mind. They don't know what the formula is, but this is what they live by. They live by E equals O. Event equals outcome. Whatever happens in my life, okay, that determines what I am experiencing. Well, you see, you can have an event happen in your life, such as me being cut off from the banks, that either you either you had something to do with creating that event in your life, or you didn't. Welcome to the Income Flip Podcast, a podcast about real estate entrepreneurs, visionaries, and the stories behind the legacies they're creating. I'm your host, Rob Chavez, and on today's episode, I have Jay Connor. Now, Jay is a fun, dynamic personality, and I really enjoyed this interview. But what I enjoyed most about Jay's story is that his business, essentially getting into the private lending space to fund all of his projects, came through hardship. He had a property that he was in the process of buying, and um, his equity line just got pulled. It got pulled unbeknownst to him. And now he had to scramble to figure out how he was going to raise funds to buy this particular project. And so through hardship, Jay actually built a whole nother section and a whole nother vertical in his business that really is, I would say, launched his career. So listen in, especially if you're interested in learning how to play the private lending game. Red, what is going on, everybody? Hey, today I have Jay Connor with us, and he's going to talk to us about where to find the money now. Now, before we do that, though, it's like I I love the heart, Jay, of the real estate entrepreneur, right? You're a real estate entrepreneur. I want to get an understanding of how you got started, right? Where this all came about when I was doing some research on you, I was like, okay, this, this guy's all about private lending. And I saw like something probably happened in his career that led him in this direction. So I want to unpack that a little bit for our great audience. And, and as you know, we're taking everybody on this income flip journey where we want to show them how to take their active income and convert it into passive income. And so, so let's just kind of get into it, you know? Sure. Absolutely. Rob, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to come along and hang out and Talk about my favorite subject that I'm the most passionate about, that being private money and private lending and how all that works. So my wife, Carol Joy, and I, we live here in eastern North Carolina. And who to do? I didn't know. I'd never heard of creative financing. I'd never heard of subject two. I'd never heard of private money. I thought you just had to go to the bank, take a sizable down payment on every deal, and borrow money from the bank. So in January of 2009... I had two houses under contract to buy, and I called up my banker. And Rob, I had had this conversation with my banker many, many times. I told him about the deals, where they were located, the funding required. And I learned very quickly, Rob, on that conversation that the bank had closed my line of credit. No funding, all gone. My first thought in my mind, Rob, was, you know, I sure wish I had known that they had shut down my line of credit before I went and put earnest money down on these two houses. And back then in North Carolina, you couldn't get it back in 2009. And so my next thought was, well, what in the world am I going to do? Well, I tell you what, Rob, 
That experience was the biggest blessing, the biggest impact in our business I've ever had because without being cut off from the bank, and by the way, I had a great credit score, never been late. I mean, I didn't know there was a global financial crisis going on until now I got a crisis mm-hmm. and don't want to fund my deals. Well, my definition of coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. In less than two weeks, I learned about this world of private money and private lending. I put my program together. I started teaching people in my own network what private money is. I learned about self-directed IRAs. I started teaching about self-directed IRAs. And you know, Rob, the, the traditional way of borrowing money, borrowing money for real estate is you go to the bank or the mortgage company or the hard money lender. And I'm not talking hard money in this conversation. I'm talking about doing business with individuals that loan money out from either their investment capital and or their retirement funds. And so the traditional way to borrow money, you know, is you go to, to your banker and you get on your hands and knees and put your hand underneath your chin and you go, please fund my deal. Please fund my deal, right? Well, no more. Not in this world. You see, the traditional way to borrow money from the bank is you ask for a mortgage. In this world, we don't ask for mortgages. We don't ask for money. I've never pitched a deal. I've never asked anybody to fund my deals. And people ask me all the time, they say, Jay, how do you have eight and a half million dollars that you just rotate from projects to projects to projects and you never asked? Here's the secret sauce you put on your teacher hat. And you teach people in your own network, your own market, what private money is, how they can earn high rates of return safely and securely. So I was able to raise $2,150,000 in less than 90 days by just teaching people that I go to church with, that I'm in the Rotary Club with, in Business Networking International, all that. And so I've got more money chasing me today from private lenders wanting to put their money to work and get a high rate of return safely and securely than I've ever had before. Private money, and I got a long list as to why I love it, but private money as a real estate investor, entrepreneur, will put you in the driver's seat in control of your business more than anything else I've experienced. Jay, let's go back in time a little bit. By the way, I love that because at Grid, we are teachers. We always say that we we are teachers at heart. Grid is a real estate investing, teaching platform when you think about it, right? Each one of our leaders has a teacher's heart and is pouring into the greater community on a specific topic. You just taught them, like, and we have a, we have a series of topics that we teach on, but you taught them this one top, this private lending space, which I absolutely love as well. But what, what got you in the real estate in the first place? Because I don't think 2003 was your first career, right? <laughs> Well, I know I look much younger than I actually am, but you're right. The, the answer is correct. Yes. So I was actually raised in real estate, but not in the traditional real estate definition. My dad actually was the largest retailer of manufactured homes, manu- mobile homes, trailers, wobbly boxes, whatever you want to call them in the nation up until the uh, late 80s. I was raised all around uh seeing how my dad and his company helped people get affordable housing. Mm -hmm. So I was raised around that. In 2003, essentially all the consumer finance money for that product went away. 
And so I knew if I ever got out of mobile homes, manufactured housing, I wanted to get into single family houses. And so that's what I did. I mean, I'd known for years. And the reason I knew I wanted to do it is because Carol Joy and I have got really, really good friends. Craig and Kim live in Newburgh, North Carolina. In 19, I forget what year it was. I think it was 1993. They um, wanted to build their house and they didn't have any seed money to build the house. Well, the wife, Kim's daddy, was a full-time real estate investor down in Florida. And he said, look, I'll come up and we'll find a fixer-upper. I'll buy it. You do the sweat equity. Get it looking good. We'll put it on the market. We'll sell it. You get to keep the profit for your down payment on your house. Well, they made $30,000 in 90 days. And I'm going, wait a minute. I'm trying to make $3,000 profit on a single wide mobile home. And they made $30,000 just working part-time in the evening and on the weekends flipping this house. I said, I know what I want to do. So really, it was my friend's experience that, that you know, got me all excited about it. Interesting. Yeah, you, you saw a different vehicle that opened up your eyes. And then, Absolutely. And then, and then from there, it sounded like there was an additional vehicle, right? Uh, this private lending space that opened up your world even further. And so I want to understand, what are all the nuances that you love about private lending? Like when you're like, I am passionate about it. What is it? Like, what is it that makes you so passionate about private lending? You know, it's even hard for me to uh, share which of these many reasons I love the most. If I had to determine, if I had to pick just one out of the list, first I would say, I receive multiple checks on every deal that I do, and I never take any of my own any of my own cash to closing. In fact, I get a big check when I buy. They say, "Wait a minute, Jay. Wait a minute. How in the world do you not take any of your own money to the closing table and you get a big check when you buy?" Well, first of all, I'm buying all these houses at significant discounts, right? Even either the I mean, I'm not buying them in the multiple listing service. They ain't anything in there. There's no mm -hmm. inventory. I haven't bought anything in the multiple listing service in quite a while. So I'm buying all these houses directly from FISBOs for sale by owners. So either the owner is distressed for a variety of reasons or the property is distressed or all the above. So most of these houses I'm buying, I'm buying at less than 50 cents of the after repaired value, right? Mm -hmm. So we're buying at a significant discount. Well, I'll borrow up to 75% of the after-repaired value. Mm -hmm. I didn't say 75% of the purchase. 75% of the after-repaired value. So let me give some specific numbers here. Let's say that I'm buying a house that's got an after-repaired value of just easy numbers here of $200,000. And let's say that it's, it's a rehab. It needs a rehab. Well, I'll buy that house, let's say, for $100,000. Well, I, I can borrow... $150,000. That's 75% of the after-repaired value. Well, let's stop and think about it. If I'm buying it for $100,000 and I got my private lender has wired $150,000 to the closing table, there's excess cash. By the way, that's my real estate attorney's words on this check stub. Excess cash to close. Mm -hmm. I love me some excess cash. Anyway, they wired $150,000. I'm buying it for $100,000. Well, there's $50,000 excess right there, less some closing costs, of course. And I'm bringing that check home, 50 grand. Now, the majority of that money I'm going to use for the rehab, maybe $35,000 or so. 
And then I've got some other money left over for carrying costs and et cetera. So of course, then I'm gonna get another check when I cash out, uh, or I may sell it on lease purchase and get a large non-refundable lease option deposit and you know sell it on rent to own. So multiple checks, not taking any of my money to the closing table. Uh, what's another reason? Well, my credit score has got nothing to do with it, even though I've got a great credit score. But you see, there's no application process. You're not applying to get the money. You're teaching people what this program is, and now they tell you how much they got to work with, and now you go find a deal to put the money to work. So number of deals. There's no limit to the amount of private money I can borrow at any time. I had a limit on my line of credit at the bank. Since we're not regulated by the commissioner of banks, these are individuals doing business with individuals, there's no limit to the amount of private money I can borrow, and there's no limit to the number of private lenders that I can have. I got 47 right now, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That are loaning and investing anywhere from 30,000 to 1,250,000 per private lender. Uh, fast closings. I make all my offers I can close within seven calendar days. I mean, my lands, I mean, all your agents know this. Aren't you surprised anything ever closes? Right? <laughs> it's like, I mean, how many times are they going to lose the W, the most recent W-2? It's like mm -hmm. the W-2 three times, right? So, I mean, the documentation is so simple. When I close with a private lender and I make my offers, I can close in seven days. I get more offers accepted because I can close fast. Mm -hmm. And I mean, here's the deal. I just I just closed on a house two weeks ago. The people said, look, I don't we, we don't want to sell till August. Well, we all know time kills deals. The more time that goes by between I've negotiated a deal and actually closing that deal, the, the less likely it's going to happen. So they said, we went on to close till August. I said, no problem. I'll pay you all your money right now. We'll close. You transfer ownership to me and you can live rent free. Yeah. In August, right? So I can close fast. No limit to the number of deals I want. And I make my own rules. Boy, ain't that a difference. I mean, when I was borrowing money from the banks, the bank set the interest rate. I set the interest rate. Remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Private lending program to my potential private lenders. So here's the interest rate I'm paying. Here's the length of the note. Here's how you can get your money back in, you know, less than 90 days if you have an emergency come up. So I teach the program. And now they love it or they don't. And I can tell you, they always love it because where else are they going to get these kinds of rates of return safely and securely? So we put the program and the parameters together. And I mean, it, it just puts you in control in so much so much of your business. And, here, and here's another one. I mean, yeah, I'm making the rules. I can do as many deals as I want to. Listen, Rob. When I first learned about private money, when the banker cut me off in January 2009, our business tripled. Jeez. And remember what was going on in 2009? Jeez. All those foreclosures were going on, and the banks weren't lending money. Well, if you had money, you could buy foreclosures. Well, now I had all that private money, and our business tripled because I could pick and choose the deals I want. I mean, because of private money, I've never missed out on a deal for not having the funding since January 2009. Jay, so let's pause there because that 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 
that there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. I remember September of 2008, Lehman Brothers files for bankruptcy, right? It was literally Armageddon. Every house in our area was a foreclosure or a short sale. And, you know, every market, every market was slightly different on where they were. Um, you know, I remember feeling the peak in 2005. I remember feeling the slide down in 2007. I remember seeing it go off a cliff in 2008. I started seeing it come back in 2009, 2010, 2011, right? My question is this. When you got cut off, so many people would have like thrown in the towel or gotten into trouble or, you know, like, but you pivoted. You pivoted. How did that pivot happen? Who introduced you to it? How did you, how did you reimagine the business? Because in a shifting market, you have to reimagine the business. And right now the market has shifted for many people. So there, there's a, a reimagining of the business. I, I'm just curious. Like, what was the I'm thought so, process? I'm so glad you asked. I mean, you know, I had a choice. I could quit, right? Mm -hmm. Quit, go eat Cheetos on the sofa at the house and pray. <laughs> but I'm so glad you asked that question, and here's why. I want to share with everyone right now a formula that I learned from Jack Canfield. Jack Canfield, you know, is the co-creator of the Chicken Soup for Super the Soul, Soul. series. Mm -hmm. Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen uh, did those together. And Jack wrote this book that is amazing. The name of the book is uh, The Success Principles. The Success Principles. There are 69 success principles. The very first principle in the book is... Be 100% responsible for everything that happens to you in your life. Mm -hmm. And in, and in that, so many, so many people walking around feel like a victim. Like, you know, it's where the tide takes me is where I'm going to end up. Instead of being a victor, they are a victim, right? So in that chapter, be 100% responsible for everything that happens in your life. Here is this formula that can transform your life and the way you think about things and put you in control of your destiny. Here's the formula. E plus R equals O. And here's what this formula, here's what these letters stand for. E stands for event. R stands for response, which is your response, equals O, which stands for outcome. Now, unfortunately, most people walk around, live with a formula in their mind. They don't know what the formula is, but this is what they live by. They live by E equals O. Event equals outcome. Whatever happens in my life, okay, that determines what I am experiencing. Well, you see, you can have an event happen in your life, such as me being cut off from the banks, that either you either you had something to do with creating that event in your life, or you didn't. Now, I've got a really, really good friend that when he was seven years old, his father died. And for decades, he bum from that event. So here's exactly what happened, Rob. I sat here. You know, by the way, here in Eastern North Carolina, can you believe we still have handsets with cords? And I love it. Isn't that amazing? You know, the best thing that is. But I picked up this very receiver uh, after, well, I, I'm, I'm talking to my banker. I hang up, right? And I sit here for a moment. Now, here is a really, really important question that you can ask yourself when, when, when dirt hits the fan, 
all right? The question I ask myself is, who can help me with my problem? Mm -hmm. And by the way, the people that call problems opportunities, would you wake up, please? I didn't have an opportunity. I had a problem. <laughs> I had a blankety-blank problem. <laughs> and the problem is, I got two deals under contract and no way, no way to close on them. Now, mm -hmm. that's my problem, right? So I asked myself, who can help me with my problem? So the very first, I mean, the power's in the questions. The power's absolutely. in the questions. You know, what'd you say? I said, absolutely. You know, the yeah, book, it, it reminds me of the book, Who Not How, if you read absolutely. the book. Yes, I love that book. Great I love book. it. So I saw you for a moment. I asked myself that question. Who can help me with my problem? Well, immediately I thought of Jeff. Jeff's a good friend of mine. He uh, was a part-time real estate investor at the time. He lived in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I called him up. I told him what happened. He said, welcome to the club. I said, what club? He said, the club of getting cut off from the bank. They just cut me off last week. I said, well, Jeff, how are you going to fund your deals? He said, well... There's this gentleman down in Jacksonville, Florida, by the name of Ron Legrand, that can teach us how to get a lot of private money. I said, what's private money? Hmm. Jeff says, I don't know, but Ron says we can get a lot of it. John. So I go to Ron's. How it happened was, you know, somebody asked me recently, they say, Jay, what do you think is the most important attribute, personal attribute, that someone can have or should have in order to be a successful real estate investor or quite frankly, successful in any expertise or want to become an expertise in it. And I immediately had the answer come to my mind. Resiliency. <laughs> Resiliency, right? You know, you're just going to keep going. And if you, and you, you get a problem, you're going to ask for help. You're right. You're going, you're going to go to a seminar. You're going to get educated. You're going to ask other people that might be experiencing the same thing you are, how are they navigating through that? I mean, for goodness sakes, don't start in this business by yourself. So um, I guess there was more than one piece to it, Rob, as to what got me through it. Um, I'm, I'm just committed. I'm going to be resilient. I'm not going to give up. And I'm going to ask for help when I need help. Well, you, you, you knew that, you know, being a real estate investor, entrepreneur, is about learning how to solve problems for the clients, for yourself, for the business. And so you're like, how do I solve this problem? And, and, and more, most importantly, who can help me solve this problem, right? Who can help me solve this problem? So that's great. So, so a relationship was able to kind of guide you, a mentor or friend was able to guide you to a mentor that then exposed you to, to private lending. Um, and it sounds like you're using all the money for your own personal acquisitions, and some of them you're you're putting on lease options. But do you ever do you ever lend the private money out, create the spread? Are you are you a private? Are you a hard money lender using the private funds as a hard money lender as well? So I I love both I love both ends of the industry. So being a private lender is a great way to be in real estate, but you're just totally passive, right? As a private lender, you don't have to go out. You don't have to market. You don't have to find the deals. You don't have to negotiate. You just use your own money. And so here's the answer. Using your own cash, if you have it, is a great place to have put in a house that you're going to flip. But I'm not going to bury my cash 
in houses for any long term. Um, and plus, I don't want my money tied up in 20 projects. I, I got 20 houses going right now. And another answer to that is, okay, I pay my private lenders 8%. 8% is what they get paid. That's annual percentage rate. But if I can get a higher return than 8% using my cash elsewhere, then I'm not going to tie my house, my money up in houses if I can go elsewhere and get even better than 8%. Right? So anyway, th those are the reasons that I still borrow a lot of private money myself. Yeah, makes complete sense. And, and, you know, there is a difference between that passive private lender who just wants a coupon and somebody like you who understands the business and understands how to be active and create arbitrage in that process. And you just know that you can actually turn your money and make more money on that, right? And that's, that's, right. that's because you have specialized knowledge and specialized knowledge is, is worth a lot of money, right? It's worth a lot of right? Um, well, what what are some of the 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 fears that you find that a new private lender typically has? Like when you're in the education process and you're helping them uh, navigate this pro process, what are some of the things that you help them overcome and understand? Yeah. So one thing they want to know how are they protected? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Well. I guess one of the worst things that could happen is I could lose my mind and 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 move to the Caribbean and and disappear, right? How are they protected? Well, they're protected because if you don't pay them as the borrower, the property does. Mm -hmm. If you don't pay them, the property does. So they can get the property. Of course, they don't want the property. They don't want a house with the property. But that is their security would, you know, anticipate. And I get that question every every now and then, not often, but it's a great question. Well, I tell them who my trustee is of my estate, and that's my attorney is the mm -hmm. trustee. And the trustee knows that my wife is not going to want to continue this business, right? She's in charge of all the bookkeeping, but I mean, she's not going to want to be out here negotiating deals and mm -hmm. all that stuff, just not her cup of tea. So he has instructions to liquidate the properties. And when you liquidate, you can't liquidate a property until the private lender is paid off because mm -hmm. you can't liquidate and sell a property and give clear title unless everybody's paid off. So the um, the trustee knows, you know, what to do in that case. Um, and beyond that, that's that's really that's really about it. There's really uh, Rob. There's more fear from a new real estate investor wanting to get into private money than from the private lenders themselves once they see how they're protected. And you know, and and I say to anyone that is interested in starting to use private money to fund your real estate deals. Here's a rider downer. It's impossible to be rejected when you're asking for nothing. Think mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's impossible to be rejected. Um, so we lead with a servant's heart in everything that we do. And if you're genuinely teaching people what this world of private money is all about, and you're not pitching a deal, listen, the worst time to be raising private money is when you need it for a deal. That's the worst time to be raising any private money. What we do is we separate the conversations and the activities of raising private money and then having a deal to fund, right? So first, we teach. You teach a potential private lender what this is, how it works. They love it. 
if they have retirement funds, you introduce them to the representative at the self-directed IRA to ask, answer any questions. They get their account funded. They're, they're, you already told me. And closing is next Thursday. You'll need to have your funds wired to my real estate attorney going to his trust account by next Wednesday. I'm going to have my attorney email you with the wiring instructions. You notice I didn't ask you, Rob, do you want to fund the deal? That's the mm -hmm. most stupid question in the world I could ask you. You may think, well, I don't know. Do I want to fund it? Should I want to? Fund? Of course you mm -hmm. want to. Mm -hmm. You've been waiting for the phone call because you told me you want to invest your funds. So, of course, I'm not going to bring a deal to the conversation that does not meet the criteria of the program that I already told you about. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, you're going to want to fund the deal and you're excited to get the phone call because you've been waiting for the phone call. Do you get, Jay, where, you, where your investor, let's say you're, 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 you're fixing and flipping a property and you know the, the money is out for four months and then it goes back to them and they're like, this is great, but then maybe they don't, they don't get another call from you for two, two months or a month. I, and I don't know what your business looks like, but they're like, I'd like to just have it out there for longer, Jay. I don't want the, the back and forth, right? I just want to have it out for like a year or two years. And, and, um, and if I want to call it, you know, then you have like a, a 90 day window and, and it can get called. Do you ever do anything like that with your private lenders? <clears throat> so my terms, my length of the notes, if it's just investment capital, like, you know, just liquid money in the, in their checking account or savings account, I'm going to set those terms up on two years. If the, um, if the money is coming from their retirement money, I'll go ahead and set it up on five years just in case I end up selling it on rent to own and, you know, we don't have to keep extending the note. So in this market, here's, here's the reality. I've got so many deals going, it can easily be three or four months before my crew or one of my general contractors can even get to the house. Mm -hmm. Three or four months, right? Because we just got them, we got them back and that closing is handled here in North Carolina by our real estate attorney. But, um, you know, if, if, if they've got the money there with you for nine months to 12 months and you're able to put that money back to work pretty quick, they're happy with that. On the other hand, I do a lot of substitutions of collateral. Mm. What in the world is that? Well, you realtors know what it is, but just to make sure, a substitution of collateral is exactly what it sounds like. The legal term is actually a loan modification. And so what we'll do, I'll use smaller amounts of money for rehabbing, small, like 30000 40000 and that'll be like a note in a junior position underneath the larger note that I say used for the purchase. Mm -hmm. So if I've got a note that's thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, and let's say I'm selling and I'm cashing out on that particular house, and there's a private lender note in second position that I used for rehabbing, thirty, forty, fifty thousand. Well, if I'm cashing out, in fact, I've got one going like right now. I'm closing next week. Well, I've got a $50,000 note in second position on the house that I'm selling. Well, that private lender doesn't want their money back, right? I've been doing business with them for years. So I will have my attorney draw up a loan modification. We will substitute that $50,000 note. We'll substitute the collateral. So the note stays in play. They don't lose any interest. They don't lose any time, right? It's, it's, it's still earning money. And my attorney will draw the loan modification, and it's just like it sounds. We're going to pay off that house. 
Now we're going to substitute another house, the collateral, to back that original note. So that's one way we got the money working. I see that. I see that. And I would imagine uh, when you're a private lender, one of the biggest things that you need to do, you mentioned your wife does all the bookkeeping, is making sure that the books are done properly, right? What's your process for that? Just, and I know that's separate, right? Your private lender is always, they just care about their check. Did I get my, did I get my coupon? They're sitting, waiting, maybe 30 days, 45 days before we're actually able to put it back to work if we didn't do a substitution of collateral. Um, some of our private lenders are paid monthly, some are paid quarterly, some are paid semi-annually. And, um, and that's, again, very, very simple. It's an Excel spreadsheet as to who gets paid when. I love it. I love it. And you know, what's so interesting is that when I first got into this business, I thought that lending money was the risky part. And what you come to learn is that it's the safest part of this whole side, especially when it's collateralized at the right LTV. And that is, I'm sure, part of your education, right? And I'm curious, what do you do for the education piece? Do you hold like monthly seminars for that? Like what, what is your process for the monthly education? Yeah. So one of my favorite ways to raise a lot of private money really quickly is by putting on private money events or private money luncheons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've raised $969,000 at one luncheon, one luncheon. Mm-hmm. And what happens, and I've, and of course, you know, I, I teach my students how to do this all the time. What happens at a private lender luncheon? Well, number one, you're going to buy lunch, right? You're going to have it at one of the nicest places you have. I love having ours over at the Dunes Club, which is a beach club over here at Atlantic Beach. And the whole deal is only going to last an hour. So you got a preset menu. You're going to invite, you know, people from your own network, potential private lenders. Um, and you're going to have your team there. So my attorney's going to be there. My real estate attorney's going to be there. My CPA is going to be there. My realtor that I do business with. By the way, I've been doing business with the same realtor. I'm not a realtor, but my realtor that I do business with is very, very important to me. Chris Latham, he's been my primary go-to realtor for since 2004, since 2004, and he does all my CMA. They love it, right? So you can have pictures or, you know, easel set up with before pictures, and now they're walking through your beautiful, newly renovated home that's staged and ready for Southern Living Magazine pictures. By the way, side note, I always have uh, Lighthouse Videos do a music video uh, on Matterport and going through the house and I got the music video and everything. And so now they can see what you're doing when you've done a deal. And then you can teach the private lending program there as well. You can have a Zoom party, invite people in my lands. Zoom, COVID changed everything with Zoom. It did. So... I love to use Zoom inviting people to a um, to a investor opportunity, whatever you want to call it, and you invite them to the Zoom party. And you know, it takes the same amount of time to teach your private lending program to one person as it does to 25. I love Zooms for people that are out of the area mm-hmm. or out of state that you've got a connection with. By the way, I do have a cell phone, by the way. If they, if a contact's in your cell phone, 
either they or somebody they know is a potential private lender. So I invite them to the Zoom party and, you know, do the private lender presentation, you know, that way as well. We do webinars, invite mm -hmm. people to webinars. We still, we still do webinars. But one of my, in addition to all that, one of my favorite ways to raise a lot of private money is get involved in BNI. And with all of you all being realtors and agents, I know you got to know what BNI is. They only let one realtor in, one seat, one seat for the realtor. And isn't that a coveted seat right there? So BNI, I've raised a lot of money by being so involved in BNI and being the education coordinator and having that extra five minutes of FaceTime at the BNI meetings. So, you know, grow your network, get involved, get involved in the community, lead with a servant's heart. And, um, you know, the more you get out there and give through the law of reciprocity, you know, it's all going to come back to you. By the way, another book I love, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, The Go-Giver. Yeah. I had him on my podcast about six weeks ago. He's amazing. Um, Jay, I, I'm glad you, you brought that up because, um, well, well, first and foremost, GRID, right, is, is comprised of, it's led by the agent investor, but we have thousands of just full-time investors that are part of the community. And the whole premise is to live a go-giver philosophy, right? To be a go-giver. And I mean, and when and when a grid leader launches a community around the country, we ship them the book, right? Really? The go giver, yeah, we ship them the book because that is our heart. It's like come from contribution. There's this concept of the law of reciprocity. The law of reciprocity is how we built our business here locally, and then we show people how to do that across the country. But we ship them the go giver book. It's one of my favorite books. So. I might hit you up because I'd love to have Bob on our podcast at some point, right? Uh, I'm a, he's right. an amazing guest. He's an amazing guest. I'll get you introduced for you to have Bob Berg on your show. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Well, Jay, if, if people want to learn more about getting into the private lending space, I know that you've created some digital assets. You've written some books. I got like, what? Can, how could our audience, how could the grid network kind of learn and deep dive because I, I know I'm interested in, you know, we, we actually started a private lending arm earlier this year and we got a lot to learn. And, and obviously you've been playing the game for a long time. So I want to, I've selfishly want to learn more. How would I do that? For your audience, Rob, the best way, and I pull back the curtain and I hold nothing back. I hold nothing back. Because you're a go-giver. I am. Because right. you're a go-go. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you, th give everything you got. So my book that was just recently released is called Where to Get the Money Now, Where to Get the Money Now. And the subtitle is How and Where to Get Money for Your Real Estate Deals Without Relying on Traditional or Hard Money Lenders. So it's 20 bucks on Amazon, but don't spend 20 bucks on Amazon. You can go to, and here's the URL. Go to, and by the way, you, this, this is not an ebook. You can't download it. I actually physically ship it uh, by priority mail to you, and you can pick it up at www.jayconnor. By the way, I'm an ER, not an OR. So J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book. jayconnor.com forward slash book. And when you order the book, and by the way, the book is free. Uh, it's a couple of bucks to cover shipping and handling. I think it's six ninety five, something like that, to cover shipping and handling. It actually cost it cost me twenty bucks to get it to you priority mail. 
But anyway, as a gift, in addition to the book, there's a little gold medallion in the upper right-hand corner of the book. And this gold medallion says two tickets to the Private Money Academy Conference live event. The event I put on three times a year, February, June, and October, it's a $3,000 event. But with the book, you got two free tickets to get to the event. So if you're, if you're serious about raising a lot of private money, pick up the book, jconnor.com forward slash book, and then do whatever That's you can awesome. to get to my live event. And the um, and again, the live event's free. Gee, tell you, okay, that, that was my question. Tell me about the live events. Like, where do you hope, like, where do they take place? Are, like, right here, right here in mine and Carol Joy's backyard. So we have most of them over here at Atlantic Beach, North Carolina, which is right across the high rise bridge uh, here in Atlantic Beach. Actually, uh, this one upcoming is at the other end of the island at Emerald Isle. But the reason I have it here is for a number of reasons. Number one, I have about a dozen of our own private lenders come to the event for the mm -hmm. attendees to network with, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I do a panel. Private money, exactly the way that I do it. Uh, you got me for three days. It's always on a Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And in addition to that, I also teach all four pillars of how we do this business. Getting the money, of course, is just one piece. The first pillar is finding deals. Well, how do we find the deals before other real estate investors even know about these deals? That's another big part of the secret sauce as to how we do the business. So how do we find the deals? I teach that at the event. Obviously, funding deals. If you're interested in rehabbing, I do four hours on rehabbing. We do a tour, two houses that we've got going on right now. And you get to see how we work with my general contractor and the other team members. Speaking of other team members at the event, I have all my team members come and we do different sessions. I have my real estate attorney, Julie Wickheiser. We do a whole session with her. How do we do business together? And we never talk on the telephone and she gets all my deal, all my documents done, right? <laughs> um, my acquisitionist, how does she negotiate with the sellers, right? <laughs> and close the deals. Uh, my realtor, Chris Latham, that I've mentioned, he he comes and we talk about how we do business together with our real estate agent. And again, just all the team members are there. And then I teach how I sell any house in three days or less. And then in addition to that, the third day is about automation. How do I run this business and have time to come get on Rob's podcast here? How do I run this? How do I run this business? And I'm in the business literally five hours, maybe a week, less than 10 hours a week. How do you do that, right? Well, I'm going to teach you how to dictate, delegate, and disappear. Sweet. Jay, I love it. That's like such a good hug. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting everybody right now to read the book, Buy Back Your Time. Oh, I love it. Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Yeah, so, so great book. And, um, you know, he just came out with a new one with Dan Sullivan. Just came out with a new one. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. 10X, 10X is easier than 2X. I saw that. I haven't read it. I don't know, but I, I'll, I'll put it on my list. Well, Jay, we're going to make sure that we get your message out to the entire grid network. We believe that the power is on all the people all around you, all the relationships all around you. What you do, what you teach is the ethos of who we are. So we appreciate you coming on to the grid flip. And, um, and so 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And absolutely, uh, we'll make sure that we put all your social media profiles on. We'll make sure we get the word out. And uh, as always, make it a great day, Jay. Thanks so much. I love it. One last thing real quick. Follow my podcast, everybody. The name of my podcast, easy to find, Raising Private Money. Imagine that. So I'm, I'm on iTunes, YouTube, just search Raising Private Money. Throw Jay Connor in there if you want to, and you'll find me easily. So come hang out with me on the podcast. Rob, God bless you. Thank you so much. Life is a gift, and keep on being a go-giver. You too, man. Thanks so much, Jay. Take care. Bye-bye.